Hello, Dubs. Jesus Christ. Hello. This sounds like ear poison, I could only assume. What? I'm just, Once you slam this chair down, what is this bit you're doing? I'm not... I'm you're I'm trying to follow the rules that you set. You're setting all these rules for me. I'm just trying to live. All right. Is this the actual intro? Are we keeping this one? Do you want to? <laughs> sure. If you just sit down quickly, get it over with, adjust your microphone, and then I could tell you what topics I want to talk about tonight. Okay. Uh, sit down. Don't stand menacingly in front of me. <laughs> I'm not. Hello, Dubs. Hello. Happy birthday. Thank you. Belated oh, that's birthday. very nice of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I got you a gift uh, that benefits me. Got me. You got me two <laughs> gifts. I got you. I got you a couple more that you don't know about until I'm about to say them right now. <laughs> there have been two topics on our podcast list that I thought, you know what? For Dubs' birthday, I'm going to get ready to talk about these topics. So over the last three or four days, I watched Training Day and Tenet. <laughs> did you watch I actually did. Training Day and Tenet? <laughs> how did you? How? 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 How did you get them? How did you? How did I get them? You yes. say? I opened up my Apple TV. Okay. And I held the Siri button and I said, watch Training Day. And it said, subscribe to a seven-day free trial of BET Plus. And I said, you're damn skippy. <laughs> so I, I subscribed to that free seven-day trial. It's not going to okay. take me that long to watch Training Day. And then I immediately went onto my phone, saw that it was in there in the subscription. But $10 a month starting in seven days or whatever. Canceled. But obviously, you get to live out the seven days. Watch that. Finished it. I told Siri, watch Tenet. And it's a, it just opened up the DirecTV app, which apparently had Tenet on uh, on on demand or okay. something like that. Okay, okay, which is great. It had literally a three second ad every like twenty minutes in the movie, which I was okay with for the price of free. Okay, um, but it was like, anyway, we need to go back into the past to the blah 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 blah. Okay. Watch on TBS now. Okay, now we're in the past. <laughs> and it was literally like, whoa, was that part of the movie? Jesus Christ. Uh, and then about three quarters into the movie, the dialogue, the audio, and the video just desunk by like one second. And I wa tried to watch it on my phone. I tried to watch it on the Apple TV. I tried to watch it on the DirecTV website on my computer. And the uh, every word of spoken dialogue was like a half second behind when their mouths were moving. See, yeah. So I had to rent it <laughs> for $3.99 on iTunes to finish it because I could not stand watching it anymore how funny would it be if you did that and you found out it's actually a by design feature that christopher nolan it's did to fuck with you even more yeah because the time is starting to be <laughs> yeah, <sick>. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's one of the the byproducts of tra traveling back and forth the entropy reversing itself too many times all right so let's start with training day we're gonna start with training day. i have talked about training day for literally over a year i will start with this and you said I've never seen Training Day, and never I said I cannot believe it. I had I always had interest in watching it. Okay, uh, once I knew kind of what it was about. Yeah. Ethan Hawke, rookie cop, goes on a ride along with Denzel Washington, uh, kind of old cop, shows him the dirty the dirtier side of being a cop. Hey, this kid, this is what you expect. That's what I knew going into this, and I knew Denzel was like a cool guy in this. Two things. Yes. My two immediate takeaways. Yeah. I did not realize how fucking hard this movie went. <laughs> <laughs> like my jaw dropped multiple times when I was like, oh, this movie's like that. And then it kept upping that. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> Denzel Washington is a villain in this. Like there is no, like the description is like, it sparked a lot of controversy of like, what does it take to clean the streets? It's like, 
How did that spark controversy? <laughs> Who thought? Well, he's got some good points. What the fuck? And then Ooh. two, I did not realize how iconic that movie is and how quotable it is. And uh, I didn't know King my Kong. My man. My man. Well, it's not my man. <laughs> it's the N-word with an A-H at the end because I had, I had the subtitles on. And the, all those clips where we see him in the car with a cigarette and goes, my man, they changed <laughs> They changed that text on all those gifts. It is not my man in the movie. Um, please tell me then, you watched it with your fiance. I did. I super didn't. Oh. She came into the room a couple times and she's like, "Wow." I was like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> uh, and then uh, she wanted to watch Tenet with me, but I was like, "I it, podcast is on Thursday. I need to watch it like tonight." And she's like, "I can't. Okay. My brain isn't ready for that." Yeah. I was like, "Mine's not either. I'm definitely going to need to rewatch it." I keep keep, keep going. Keep going. Training day. Training day. Um. Uh, King Kong ain't got nothing on me. I did not know that was from Training Day. I knew that was. You Denzel. didn't know that's where it came from. No, I, I thought it was from uh, American Gangster. No, the no, one no, that no. came out way later. But yeah, King Kong ain't got nothing on me. I did. Yeah, so many, <laughs> so many quotable parts. Uh, but also, just holy shit, that movie! Like it absolutely knocked me on my ass. Yes, that's awesome. It was very good. Yes. Uh, I did enjoy it. It was very dark. It was tough to watch. I didn't realize how actiony it would be. I thought it would just be gritty, like, gritty, gritty, gritty action. action. Not yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Psh, oh, and you fall. It yeah. was more just, no, I broke your nose. With, yeah, with exactly. And now <laughs> we're going to see you bleed and yeah. try to like spit yeah. out your teeth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, so I guess spoilers for Training Day. Spoilers did, for Training it Day. It did come out in 2001, so it's 22 True. years old. Um, hey, but you didn't see it, so spoilers for Training Day. I mean, so if you don't want it spoiled, it's a movie about Ethan Ethan Hawke is a rookie cop. Or he's not a rookie, but he wants to he's get... He's not a street cop. He, he's not a street cop. He's he's a cop. He's been a cop for 19 months, I think, I think he said a couple times in the movie. And he wants to become a detective, so he needs to go up to the, uh, to the, like, the drug part of the the, yeah. the force or something like that and do drug, drug enforcement drug or busts yeah. and stuff like that which is uh denzel's character al alonso or alonso. something yeah, yeah is um is like the uh the captain the deputy something of um so he he takes him under his wing for one day i also didn't know this movie took place <laughs> over literally one day uh, and I think both characters at the end, Denzel and Ethan Hawke, uh, say separately, like, what a fucking day. Because, <laughs> holy shit. Um, and he just takes him into, like, the the seedy underbelly of what it's like to be a drug cop in Denzel's department. <laughs> like, the way he runs it. Um, so, beyond that, spoilers for Training Day. Uh, he fucking murders people. He does drug deals. <laughs> He does drugs and just kind of does whatever he wants. He uses kids to be informants. He lets kids continue to sell so they could let him know when there's like big business going on. He uh, beat up a Russian mobster uh, and like owes him millions of dollars. So that's when he finally decides to go after this guy who's like his friend and drug dealer because he knows he has millions of dollars. Finally goes after him, murders him in cold blood steals all of his money which is like four million dollars takes a million of it before putting it into evidence frames ethan hawk for killing him instead uh forces ethan hawk to smoke pcp uh at the beginning of the movie yeah (laughs) um it has uh 
a, a father to child uh, with a woman who's like part of a gang. I think the Bloods, right? Because it was in Los Angeles and they're all riding red. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Holy shit. Holy shit. And everybody in his uh, what's it called squad, whatever. Yeah. I keep saying department. His crew, his crew or his whatever. Crew, yeah. All corrupt. Yeah. Up up to the nose. I mean, all the way up to when they went to the restaurant. Yeah. And he said, Alonzo, heard you had a good time in Vegas. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, that's nothing. It's like, you going to take care of it? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to have to just uh, cash out on one of the old deposits. Yeah. One of the old accounts. Yeah. It's like, how old? One of the old, old ones. Like, yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. <sighs> yeah, I think it, it might be worth a rewatch because there are things in the beginning of the movie that you don't know they are what they are until you get to the end of the movie. Like the bathtub scene? Like the bathtub scene, like that scene you just said, like at, you were saying that I was like, oh, yeah, that's what that was. That <laughs> scene was, was him. That's why he said we need to meet the high council yeah. or whatever. Um, and it's all of the they're like DEA's lawyers. Yeah. And it was like all the people who kind of like are also in on the money you can make from the crime. Yeah. And they all kind of give the thumbs up of you can go for it. It's all right. Jesus we'll Christ. do the paperwork and get and that's why they wrote it. They wrote it for the warrant or whatever. They're yeah. like, okay, we'll clear it on the paper side. Yeah. Go ahead. Go cash it out. <sighs> Put this trouble behind us. Crazy. <sighs> that bathtub scene, though. Did you see that coming? You didn't see that coming, did the you? The bathtub scene towards the end? Yeah. So, so yeah, the whole, he goes to that old drug dealer, kills him, Smiley. digs up his money. Smiley. Digs, kills him, digs up his money, keeps a million of it, frames Ethan Hawke. And whatever they get in a big fight and they're like this is the way it has to be done and ethan hawk is like very begrudgingly like fucking this is crazy fine i guess but i'm done with this after today i'm never coming back here again and then in my mind movie's over wow this is <laughs> this is this is so shitty and it's time for ethan hawk to go home and roll credits and man cops are bad sometimes and then <laughs> denzel washington takes him to a gang house and basically pays guys to go kill him to get to get him off his hands. That's how I interpreted it, right? That's what was happening. It was essentially, uh, here's some money. I'm going to, quote unquote, go to the bathroom, leave, and you fucking kill this guy in the tub. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. And one of those guys, by the way, was in Breaking Bad. So, oh, really? Yeah, and he was the exact same character. He was a huge character. The guy who's like, yeah, let's fucking go, bro. And the one oh. who's like super loud. That's exactly how he is oh, in Breaking yeah. Bad. It's and like, he's, he's a meth You demon. ever get your shit pushed in? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I got my shit pushed in. Yeah, your shit pushed in, right? Yeah, man, I got my shit pushed in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His name is Tuco in Breaking Bad. <laughs> he, he does that all the time. Um, but yeah, uh, that was extremely tense the way <laughs> yeah, extremely tense and like it did such a good job of like slow tension building and then slowly ramping it up like it it just kept adding different things to the scene of like, hey, let me see your gun. And he's yeah. like, he's like, no, I'm not showing you my gun. He's like, I'll show you mine. And it's like, oh, they all have guns. <laughs> and then he realizes like, well, I'm in a tricky situation here. I'm going to unload my gun and give it to them. It's like, oh, now he has no gun <laughs> and they have all the guns. But like that didn't necessarily lead anywhere. And then like he realizes like, oh, I was set up. Oh, Denzel's gone. Alonso's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> gone. <clears throat> and then, like, you don't know exactly what kind of trouble he's in, but you know he's in trouble. Play a game. Play a game, Holmes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Just a game of cards, man. Yeah. 
that's exactly what that guy sounded like actually that was pretty good um and then like the way he gets out of that was also very like tense i mean you don't did know he if get it's gonna... out of it or was it just he was lucky he was lucky <laughs> but, like that's how he got out of it like right? he didn't get killed because of because of that uh and the fact that it was that tuco character no that's smiley the leader the, the like the the let's, mexican leader let's is play cards smiley. homes yeah that smiley. guy smiley because yeah remember he calls and he calls his niece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, hey, hey. And she's like, oh, hey, Smiley. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, hey. Hey, how you doing? And he's got hey, like the shotgun. Today? <laughs> he's got the shotgun on his cheek. Yeah. And he's just, yeah, yeah. How was school today? Yeah. How are you doing? Did you go to all your classes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. Come on. No, don't lie to me. Don't lie. Oh, okay. I yeah. skipped out. But then it's uh, Ethan. Ethan Hawke's character was saved by his own goodness earlier in the movie. That's the whole point of it, right? Just like yeah. that glimmer of goodness. Yeah. Look how it paid off. That uh, he actually made a difference. And then it paid off with the whole like the 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 bloods like turning on Alonzo at the end was the fact that like they knew they hated him. Yeah. They're like, well, he has the power on us, but we hate him. So You're like, no, nah, I mean, you got to fight your own fights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That whole scene. <laughs> Oh, I, I I will say I know this is kind of cutting to the end, but the whole movie was very tense. I know there were parts of it that were probably intended to be funny, but I could not find them funny because I was just so like blown away at how fucked up this movie was, <laughs> how much more fucked up it was than I thought. But when Denzel reaches for the gun and he <laughs> shoots him, and he just goes, "Ah, you shot me in the ass!" Yeah. <laughs> the way he enunciated that was so fun. I like finally like burst out laughing because it's like. I could tell that, like, this is over. This is a conclusion. The climax of the movie is everybody turned on him. He's alone. Ethan Hawke has all the power now, and he's winning. He's taking a stand, and he's he's probably going to leave and get You're away. You're not going to shoot me? Yeah. You're a good cop. You can't do it. You would have done it already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, incredible. And then I will say, the one part where I was like, mm, okay, was what? it did the classic, like, 90s, early 2000s death scene when you're getting shot, like, platoon, when the Russians pull up and shoot him. He literally, like, his arms are spread in the air, and he just wiggles for a while as he's getting shot. Yeah. Like, bah! Well, don't forget that that's when this was shot. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, it makes sense. But it's very, like, that thing that they used to do has not aged well. No. <laughs> I mean, also, don't forget the fact that, like, this movie was so brutal when yeah. it came out. That's why you always saw from the director of Training Day. Yeah, exactly. From the writer of Training Day. Antoine Fuqua. Yeah, it was just this big selling point of just, remember that fucking brutal shit? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't forget what that. What else did he do? I feel like he's worked with he Denzel did a, lot. a few times, right? He's done a lot of things. I don't remember all of them because yeah. he's so infamous for Training Day. Yeah. Um, I can't answer that off the top of my head. For some but. reason, until I like saw like clips of it like the trailer when i was getting ready to watch it i thought it was about like the training academy <laughs> like i thought he was literally that's, in training that's cute uh <laughs> and then when i saw clips i was like oh yeah no i i think i like kind of know the vibe of this movie he goes on like a, a ride along and it's like way more fucked up than he thinks and then knowing the movie now i say even that is cute <laughs> like it is i think he pulls a gun on him in the first five minutes yes he just smoked this He's like, I, mean, I ain't touching that. And puts a loaded gun to his yeah. temple. And He's like, don't. fucking smoke this. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, why is he doing this? Like, what do you think happens if, like, you get asked to do that if you're undercover? Yeah. Fucking smoke it. Yeah. And then in my head, I was like, but he's not. So you don't have to do this. But then later you find out that's all set up. So that's why I'm really interested to rewatch right? it. Because right. there's you motivations. You got PCP in your blood, baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, what are you gonna say if uh, <laughs> if you can't uh, if, if, if oh the the line too that came up a few times. Then when you realize the gravity of it is, it's not what you know; it's what you can prove. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> And then you find out that there's five decorated cops in this room that all said that you shot him. Yep. It's, it's not what you know. It's what you can prove. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, when he's got the shotgun on him and he's like, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. I'm talking to him. He's a real motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Like, all that shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. Woo, Denzel's tight in that movie, man. Denzel's so good in that movie. I did not know that uh, Ava. Longoria? Uh, no, maybe it's not Ava. Ava Mendez. She oh was yeah, it. yeah. She was the uh, girlfriend. Yeah, um, that was a nice surprise. She was great. She was very young in that, so that was definitely one of her like earlier ish roles. Oh, so is Denzel. Look how young Denzel is. And in that. Ethan Hawke looked like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think by design. Yeah. <laughs> that too. But man, holy cow! Did uh, did so? Here's the thing for me is especially when you rewatch it. If you rewatch it, when you watch it and you hear what Denzel says, his character, you kind of start thinking. Mm. He kind of makes sense. Like, kinda. you kind of see how he navigates and survives in this world. Yeah. And it's just, you had, that's the whole point of the movie. Yeah. Right. Is the, is this, uh, dichotomy of just realize, like, understanding the, the reality mm. of the dark and evil that yeah. you have to live with in, in you need the to world. embrace the dark and evil to you survive can't just, the dark and evil. You can't just have, like, your goody two shoes, happy go lucky, sh- like, sunshine, brightness of positivity that, that, fixes things that yeah. doesn't fix things um like that whole scene in the alleyway which is at my favorite scene in the movie it's probably number one or number two for my favorite scene in the movie the whole when card playing scene is probably uh, no that's my favorite scene the card oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. The I mean, card yeah that's scene. the most tense oh god it's yeah. so fucking amazing oh. you've seen inglorious bastards right oh, yeah it's like the same thing it's when they're playing in the basement yeah and you know something's gonna go wrong but you don't know what it is yes. yet or how, when it's gonna go it's wrong this tenseness but know? inglorious bastards i think is the best example of that ever because it drags it on for like 25 minutes <laughs> same thing with the intro <laughs> the intro of of inglorious bastards what it's is the, the same intro thing? again? Remind me. It's the is it whole the, scene the with the baseball rats. bat. The rats? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the farmer. Yeah, yeah, the milk farmer. Duh. Oh, my God. It's like one of the best scenes in yeah, cinema. Yeah, that's why my reaction. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? What scene? It's a master class in suspense. Yeah. Um, The card scene is probably my favorite scene. The second favorite scene is the alleyway. Yeah, when, when Ethan Hawke saves the girl. Yeah, and, and, and Alonzo is just... Oh, okay. Go, go be super cop. Yeah. Go save him. Oh, you better go, 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 go. And he, yeah. and he's getting, he's fighting and getting beat up. And Alondra just slowly walking over, just lighting like, a cigarette. Yeah. He's like, okay, okay. And then he takes care of it. And, uh, it's when he pulls the guy, he's like, okay, fine, fine, fine. We'll be cops. And he pulls him up and puts him on the fence. He's like, all right, what are you packing? What are you packing? Oh, I found something. You said you were, you didn't have anything. Somebody was lying. Oh, yeah. And then he gets lippy and he pulls out two fucking deagles. Two. <laughs> and he goes, you told me to suck your dick, motherfucker. <laughs> and he's like tapping yeah, him in the face like with the deagles. The you told me to suck your dick, motherfucker. <laughs> just, it's just that like terrifying part of him that you don't see. You see in glimpses. And that's one of those glimpses of yeah, just exactly. his calmness and the whole situation. Yeah. And then how he handles it is so nonchalant. Mm-hmm. But he shows that sh- the, 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 the depth of how dark he is. Yeah. Right. And you, because up until then, he's kind of joking, going back and forth. He's playing. Mm-hmm. He's like, have a beer. He's like, dude, I'm not drinking. 
Like, oh, come on. You got to have a beer. It's in the middle of the day. You got to you gotta loosen up, you know? <laughs> got a long day ahead of us. Yeah. That kind of shit. Just, ooh, long story short, I think Alonzo, for the first half of the movie, yeah. for me, the first time I saw it, it was very much like a Thanos situation of, oh, he has some points. Yeah. You know, I, I see Definitely why. Definitely a villain. <laughs> Definitely went too far. But I see the way, I see the reasoning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I see what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I understand it. It's when I rewatch it that I go, oh, he's just selfishly surviving and profiting off of all of this. Yeah. And he is a true villain to the core. Yeah. But he's so charismatic when he smiles. Yep. And when he has these quippy lines. Yeah. And to your point, there's so many iconic parts. The whole Dave Chappelle skit with uh, Wayne Brady. Mm, yeah, yeah. That was all based <laughs> off a of training day. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wayne just Oh, snapped. shit, Dave. I didn't know you liked to get wet. Get wet. <laughs> <laughs> Is Wayne Brady going to have to choke a bit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of that, right? That's very interesting, yeah. Think about that. Think about how many how many scenes people take from that. Yeah. From that movie. Um it's, it's a great fucking it's a great movie right yeah the uh the shootout in uh in denzel's apartment with the the oh, kid is God. there and they need to he's like what's rule number one protect life yeah yeah right <laughs> and he's like but using fine using his son as like a distraction to shoot this other cop oh my gosh that that part where the part of the movie where it climaxes and both of them are just like i need to kill the other person it's like, oh, it's at that point. We're yeah. not cops anymore. It's this survival. Is for our own survival. It's survival. Because he, Denzel knows he will go to jail or get killed by the Russians if he doesn't kill this guy. Yep. And Ethan Hawke knows that Denzel just tried to have him killed. So he's yep. literally going to kill him. Uh, and they're just like, <laughs> for my own, so I could wake up tomorrow, I need to kill this other guy. And it was a one day ride along. <laughs> so, yeah, different than I was expecting. Yeah, dude. Fucking brutal yeah brutal movie very good though i'm glad you liked it because i nobody sees that movie for the first time and goes man i wasn't interested that's not how that movie goes yeah no because denzel is so charismatic yeah as that character and ethan hawk's fantastic too as Mm -hmm. playing this guy who who's who's tying and anchoring himself to being good yeah exactly right but it's Denzel's charisma mm-hmm. that just fucking pop. Because again, like you said, even when he's evil and there and like it's conflict and there's and there's violence, he's still saying these fucking lines. Yeah, exactly. These zingers. These zingers of knowledge, but also of bite. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. The, it's just fucking yeah, just ooh. Yeah, he was he was very good villain, which I didn't really think it would be the villain. Oh, he'd he's be the like villain. An, an yeah. antagonist oh, of like yeah. Uh, Ethan Hawke is the new, uh, like wet behind the ears guy or whatever, uh, who's like trying to do the right thing and learn from the best. And you realize that the best, like never meet your heroes type of thing. Uh, but it was just straight up. <laughs> I'm going to frame you for murder. Have you seen, <laughs> and then try um, to kill you. I'm assuming you haven't seen it. I hope you did the Rick and Morty episode that they based off a of training day. Uh, depending on the season, the city of Rick's maybe not okay no there's a whole episode that's literally like a corrupt morty cop yeah <laughs> and rick's the good oh cop. yes i did yeah 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 he's like the, it's like doofus rick right he's like the or maybe not doofus rick but he's just like a very sterile yeah yeah <laughs> yeah subservient yeah. rick it's, it's training day they based wow, off that's the very interesting day. yeah, yeah. It's awful. i mean it's kind of, of become a trope of like 
the the corrupt cop versus the clean cops the departed did something similar and departed did it too i mean well here's the thing it's because it happens yeah right yeah exactly it's the whole thing about like we lost that person who went undercover because they actually fell into that lifestyle Mm -hmm. and now they're gone Mm -hmm. that kind of shit yep so yeah training day so uh one out of ten cross it off the list uh nine nice okay that was a solid answer nine okay yeah it was just great it was like cinematography pacing the writing the action the suspense holy shit the suspense um the music was very good didn't know (laughs) snoop dogg and dr dre were in it (laughs) that was really fun uh yeah nine i really liked it i got to check out more of uh what anton fuqua has done i think he's he's done done, like he's collabed with denzel a lot I think he's just done a lot in general. Yeah. I think Trinity Day kind of threw him into the into the top tier. I also just forgot how much I love Denzel. He's great. He's so great. He's and great. how much I just don't really care about Ethan Hawke. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's just a whatever dude. He was like one of those. Remember when Hollywood just threw a bunch of action, potential action heroes at the wall in the 2000s? Was Ethan Hawke an action hero to you? He was a leading man type of guy. It's like, oh, we got the Tom Cruise and the Brad Pitts and the Paul he, Rudds. He and wasn't the, action. Not, he was, there was some action. He's been in some action. Wasn't he in uh, Black Hawk Down? Ethan Hawke? Yeah. No. Are we positive? You're thinking of uh, Josh Hartman. Yeah, I think I am. Hartnett. Josh um, Hartnett. Oh, Hartnett. Not Hartman. Um, Josh Hartnett was in it. Orlando Bloom was in it. Tom Hardy was in it. Yeah. Ethan. Um, Hawk. No. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't believe... You got this. Ethan who? No, not Ethan. Ewan. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor was in it. <laughs> my boy. Yep, Ewan McGregor was in it. Um, there were some pretty famous people too. Um, I forget, there's like one guy that always plays a military guy that's always in it. Tom Sizemore. Oh, Tom Sizemore was in it too. Yeah. I was thinking of somebody else. I was thinking, <laughs> of, I was thinking of the commander. Mm. The guy back at base who was calling the, yes, yes, the yes, older yes, guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old guy. Um, Good stuff. Forget his name. Yeah, that was a huge cast. We got to watch that one. We got to talk through that one again. Black Hawk Down? Yeah. When's the last time you saw it? Long enough that I barely remember the movie. I remember like f- vibes from the movie and like clips maybe from the movie. But... Oh, I've watched that movie so many. That was the movie that almost got me to join the military. Wow. <laughs> The propaganda works, baby. That's, yeah, that's what got me talking to an army recruiter. Top Gun Maverick, yeah. Navy, <laughs> Navy, uh, Navy application Navy recruiting spike. station. Yeah. yeah. The um, Navy recruiting station's right outside the movie theater. Yeah. Movie was all right. Tweeting from Navy recruiting station. Um, okay. So, so next, I saw Tenet. <laughs> okay, this is where I was hoping we could really get down and dirty. Go ahead and talk to me. I don't know what I think about this movie. <laughs> okay, that's what I wanted to hear. Yes. Thoughts. Give me your initial thoughts. Just raw. raw I thoughts about don't it. know what happened. <laughs> I don't really know what I watched. It was so I've seen memes that I didn't know were about this movie 
there's a YouTube video that perfectly describes the way this movie made me feel. And I didn't really get that it was from Tenet specifically. I thought it was just Christopher Nolan movies in general. But it's a, a video called The Moment in a Christopher Nolan Movie When uh, the Plot Completely Baffles You or something like that. <laughs> and it's two guys talking in a restaurant. It's like, so you're looking for the Russian, right? Yes. Well, he was Russian, but he's now in Siberia. But he's working for us. Oh, he's, he's a double agent. No, he's actually working for the Russians. He's a triple agent. Oh, and what happened? He died. When did he die? Well, he hasn't died yet. He died in the future. <laughs> it's like, who killed him? Well, we don't know yet. But it was me. But I don't know that yet. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> And it's like, oh, this is Tenet. <laughs> They're describing Tenet. And that scene was literally the the protagonist from Tenet talking to Michael Caine in the restaurant. <laughs> you know who was uh, in Tenet? A bunch of people. Um, Quicksilver? See? Yep. I asked you about this person in the driveway, I think. <laughs> And I smiled because you're like, why are you asking about that? And I was like, yeah. uh, I just thought about him recently. Okay. Uh, and I forgot his name again. Yep. Sean Avery. Sean Avery and from yes. the New York Rangers. He was, was in Tenet. And I literally did the Leo thing <laughs> when, when he appeared on screen. He was uh, he was uh, in the mission at the end. Yeah, he's one of the And troopers. they're like, so what's the red team going to be doing? I was like, that's sure. That's the guy. That's, yeah. the, that's the hockey douchebag. Yep. Sean Avery. Um, yeah, that was that was great. Um, Quicksilver was in it. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Okay. Um, uh, fucking the Batman. Ed, uh, Robert Pattinson uh, was in it. Michael Caine was in it. Denzel's son <laughs> was the main character in it. That was kind of big. Um, Kenneth Branagh uh, played the the villain Sator or whatever. And then the woman in it, uh, Sator's wife. I like recognized her, but I couldn't place her face. She was one of the gold people from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two and three. She was Adam Warlock's mom. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, that's who that was. Holy I was shit. like, I recognize her voice and like the, her the face of her the shape of her face. But yeah. Anyway, um, so likes number one soundtrack. Holy shit! Uh, I watched it with the with the with the sound bar on. And just like the Ludwig Goranson, the uh, it was very intense. And the the Sator, the bad guy theme, was just like like when he's doing bad stuff, just sounded like a fucking engine revving up. Um, very good, but it was I don't know if I want to say too good, but it was distracting from the movie. The music? You're not supposed to notice the soundtrack. The soundtrack is just supposed to enhance yeah. the movie. It's supposed to make you feel what the movie's trying to make you feel. But I was thinking, holy shit, this soundtrack is awesome. Yeah, it's <laughs> Which a good is, soundtrack. It's distracting. The The soundtrack was distractingly awesome. Okay. Um, I liked the cinematography, obviously. Uh, the, the Michael, uh, Christopher Nolan's cinematographer, I forget his name, but he's always been a cinematographer, is a genius. Just the way, like the like the high contrast that he always uses of like they're out in the sun on a boat on the ocean but like the characters in the foreground are so dark when they're talking and there's that really cool scene with the red room blue room when he's like interrogating her forward and backwards in time uh and they specifically do the red room to show that that's the one going backwards and the blue one that's this is the one going forward that was super clever um there are just so many scenes when the cinematography was amazing i loved my hands down favorite part of the movie was the choreography 
of like the forwards and backwards stuff happening at once. So cool. like the f- forward backwards car chases, the forward backwards fight scenes, which they filmed in camera. Yep. Like they literally trained to make it look like they were fighting backwards. Like there's one scene that I, I saw the behind the scenes clip when the movie came out um, where he like, it looks like he, the guy is grabbing him from behind and he whips him over his shoulder and like flips him onto his back. But they did that in reverse. So where he was like on the ground and he flips back over him. They filmed that for real. Like they used a rig, but they literally pulled him back over him while the, the guy who was being grappled was like punching and forwards. But the guy who's being flipped had to act like he was being flipped in reverse and like even the scenes where like he's outside and the smoke is moving backwards and the birds are flying backwards, but he's walking forwards. They filmed him walking backwards to make it look like he was walking forwards when they reversed the camera so that they didn't have to do any special effects. Yeah. So the smoke was moving backwards because they reversed the thing. So it does look a little stilted sometimes like the way they're walking. Um, but it was incredible. Like it mostly worked so well. Uh, and then it took me a really long time to get, the gimmick of like the time travel. It wasn't really time travel, but they reversed the entropy of objects. So like certain items were going backwards in time. Uh, And then like, once I got kind of the rules of the universe and how that worked, the final big like fight, the, the mission where they go, they do the, the temporal pincer move (laughs) to move forward and backwards on time on this one location. Once I got that and like you see the explosions happening backwards and they have the timers so they know exactly when to shoot the the grenade launcher at stuff. That was so exciting. Like it was that cool. It took kind of the whole movie to explain how that final scene is going to work so you could appreciate it. But it it did get me there and it was it was so cool. It was so worth uh, watching all that. Now, things that I did not love about it. Obviously, the soundtrack was a little distracting. Denzel's son, John David david michael washington he has two first names and then washington (laughs) i think it's john david washington or something like that i did not think his acting was very good at all it was very much like someone impersonating james bond type of thing like there were a lot of like quippy one-liners and i know he's supposed to be a cia yeah he's supposed to be an agent so it's james bond ish and like robert pattinson was like his cue like he always hooked him up with the gadgets that he needed and did the plans and stuff like that so it was definitely inspired by James Bond, but like some of his dialogue was so kind of corny and his delivery of it like did not help it at all. Like really? I, okay. I rolled my eyes a couple times at some of the things. He okay. Was saying. Yeah. I can't, I can't really place any of them, but yeah, it, some of it was just kind of dumb. I see what you're saying. I wouldn't say it's the, the what he said. It's more of the, It seemed forced. It seemed forced. It almost, I've seen a lot of audition tapes because those are really fun <laughs> of like when you see like Star-Lord's audition, when you see Chris Pratt audition for Star-Lord, it's like, wow, this is like literally the clip that the producers watched and said, yeah, he's the guy for the job. So it's like cool to see that stuff. And like, they've done all that for like the office. Like you see Steve Carell auditioning for Michael Scott and stuff like that. All of his lines felt like audition lines. <laughs> Like it felt like his first pass at like some of the lines. It was fine. It was just a little, a little corny. And like knowing that now I do want to rewatch the movie so I could maybe understand it better. Cause the first time I saw inception, I saw it in the movie theater. My friend and mine's minds were just blown. 
Uh, so we just sat through the credits and just watched it again <laughs> without leaving. I think we went to the bathroom, came right back in the theater and just did a double feature of the same movie so we could watch okay. it again immediately. Inception I, was easier to understand than this one. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Interstellar is a bit up there. Yeah. In terms of like a black hole and time. F- fifth dimension. Like Yeah. Something about how time instead of being linear it was like vertical yeah it was like 3d hexagonal not 2D. yeah yeah time was 3d not 2d and on a long enough point because of the black hole the time converges to nothing yeah so technically anything you have in there mm. something like that i don't i honestly need to watch more breakdowns of interstellar again to under so that's what i wanted to mention mm-hmm. i have not seen any breakdowns on i've not had the internet explain to me the movie tenet yet (laughs) so this is my raw i watched it and this is what i think about it with no outside opinion and i do think outside opinions will help um i did start to uh before i came here i was like tenet explanation and i saw a thing that was like people lie when they say they understand tenet (laughs) and (laughs) someone responded to the tweet and it was like i understand it and they're like okay explain it to me well, man go forward in time, but object go backward in time. So man has to go backward in time until he realizes that another man is going forward in time. So the man has to go backward and forward at time at the same time to get the object that is now going forward in time. And people are like, shit, he does understand it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I haven't seen any breakdowns and I'm sure that'll help. Because I, I immediately watched a breakdown of like Interstellar. And I was like, I see how the time travel in this movie works. Yeah. Um, for me... Tenant was something I started to understand. And then I, I remember the exact scene. Remember the scene with the airport? Yes. Incredible. And the second pass of it. When yeah. They go back in. That's when I got it. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay. This makes sense now. And because I think he bumps into himself. Yeah. I think it was. And one of those scenes is where it like really snapped into place for me. Yeah. It was, I think either. He was fighting himself or he bumped into himself? He, f- he was fighting himself for a while. That was the, the when he flipped himself over his back. Yeah, and you get yeah. to see that whole fight scene forward and backwards. Which yeah. is he bumps into uh, Robert Pattinson and his helmet comes off. Yes. And then Robert Pattinson, the realizing that Robert Pattinson knew that that was him going backwards is what helped me get it. I think that was that's probably what did it for you, too. That helped me. <laughs> but then I it all went out the window in the last fight. You just got, had no idea what was happening again. Yeah, I just went, okay, wait, what? Wait, 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 wait. I don't... Mainly because at the very, very end, yeah, when he says goodbye, yeah, and he's just, no, you can't leave me. You can't, you can't do this. And it's just, no, it's okay. The way time works and blah, blah, blah. And like, you'll see me and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Know I'm going to go die right now or something. And I just went, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? And that's when it ended. It was like, Tenet, done. I just went, Fuck, I had it. I thought I had it. I thought I had it. And then I just lost it at the end. Well, that I really loved. Like, I loved that last conversation that the two of them had. Because, um, again, they did the pincer move. So there were people moving forward in time and there were people moving backward in time to this one event so they could stop the the nuclear bomb. And, And that was another thing I didn't get. I was like, they keep talking about nuclear bombs, but then they say that this time thing is worse but there are nuclear bombs. <laughs> so like, I'm not sure exactly what the real issue is and what the real big bad thing that they're trying to stop is. But, um, after the end of the movie, uh, Robert Pattinson realizes that he, he is moving forward through time 
and he needs to go unlock a door for the people moving backwards in time to get in because he was like, uh, Oh, but I need to go unlock that door because that's how the, the backwards people got in and I need to go do that. And he's like, no, wait, you can't. Cause he sees that there's blood on his backpack, which means that he's going to get shot in reverse. So he's going to unlock the door and die in the process, which I think you saw earlier in a fight scene. You just didn't know it was him. You saw someone yeah, get shot. Yeah, you saw somebody get shot. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and so you realize that he's going to go knowing that he's going to die. But him doing that, unlocking the door, is what lets the event work. So then John David Washington, <laughs> Tenzel's son, the protagonist, goes backwards in time. And we see that he goes backwards for a long, long time uh, and like protects the woman and things like that. And then he goes back in time to recruit Robert Pattinson years ago. So Robert Pattinson is like, well, we've we've known each other for years and uh, and we've gone on a bunch of missions together yeah i'm considering i'm yes. considering this the end of a very long friendship yes. but you're seeing it as the beginning yeah so basically we've known each other for a couple missions now you didn't trust me for a while but i knew that you could trust me because we're like best friends so now you're gonna go backwards with me for a few years we're gonna do a bunch of missions together and then you're gonna recruit me and that's when i'm gonna meet you and it's gonna be at like the end of your friendship with me and you're gonna recruit me knowing that i'm gonna end up dying here um, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Like that cyclical, like, and then they had a, they had a, a conversation about fate is like, well, what is fate? What's free will and stuff like that. Um, it was very cool. Um, yeah, there were, there were certain things that I just did not, <laughs> did not get. And there's still like some plot holes in my brain of like when he first learns about the backwards time moving things, when he goes to that, the woman in the lab, uh, and like, he like drops the bullet in reverse and stuff like that. But then she was like, here, pick up this gun, watch, fire at that. And he like fires and the bullets come out of the wall. And I was like, well, how long have those been in there? <laughs> They've just been waiting for him to show up for like years. <laughs> like there's so there's certain things that I just don't get about it, but I'm sure they can be explained. I just don't get them now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was also I, I really love the thing in movies and stories of Chekhov's gun of like when you ex when you show that there is a gun in the second act, it's going to go off in the third act. Like that's just a rule. You can't like the good story has to be so tight that like everything that you explain needs to have a payoff. And there was an explanation of you cannot make physical contact with yourself. And he's like, or what? And she says, or annihilation. And I was like, well, I can't wait to see that. It never happens in the movie. <laughs> Like, I wanted to see two people touch fingers and then just like they just frazzle or something like that. Um, yeah, that was cool. Or, I mean, it would have been cool. That was cool to think about. I also loved the science of like, can I drive? Yes, but it's fucking weird. <laughs> like, uh, traction is backwards. Gravity is backwards. You need to breathe this air because... Like your lungs oh, don't work yes. backwards, yeah. <laughs> which is like, that sounds true. Like I'm sure Christopher Nolan actually did his homework for that. And then the explosion, he gets hypothermia from an explosion because the reversed heat transfer, it went off. And for him, it was so cold <laughs> that like he froze and then they had to like wake him up or something like that. That was fascinating. Um, and then I just loved every time we got to see, once I realized, once they showed the first scene where we saw it forward and then we see it backwards, I was like, oh, every scene that we've seen someone going backwards earlier in the movie, we're going to see all of those again. And I cannot fucking wait. And we did. Literally everyone. The airport scene, yep. the hand-to-hand -hand combat scene, the car scene. Uh, it was so cool. Um, 
so yeah that was that was very exciting um but yeah i still don't really know what it was about (laughs) they had this reverse time machine and they were working on a version of it there were nine pieces to the algorithm and the bad guy the russian guy kenneth branagh he had a pacemaker that if he died it would go off and it would reverse the time for the whole world and that would end the world because you can't do that or something i don't know and they were trying to stop that but there was also a nuclear bomb in a bunker and they couldn't be in the bunker when it went off obviously so I, ne- I need to rewatch it after watching an explanation video. <laughs> I was going to say, I need to watch an explanation video. I never did. I wanted to just try to figure it out. Yeah. Um, but I haven't seen it in a while. It, I enjoyed it. I think okay. Christopher Nolan is great. I don't think he's made a bad movie. Okay. On my first pass of it, it is my least favorite Christopher Nolan movie. Okay. He made the Batman trilogy. Mm-hmm. He made Inception. He made Dunkirk. He made mm-hmm. Interstellar. He made uh, uh, Insomnia Mm -hmm. with uh, Al Pacino and Robin Williams, which Mm -hmm. I thought was really good. I even watched his first short film called Following. It was like 45 minutes of a guy being stalked, but there's a twist, obviously. He made Memento. Memento. Incredible. That's a huge one. All incredible movies. This one was good. (laughs) He he really loves... I don't want to say he loves complex things. (laughs) <laughs> I just think you he, can say that. No, because I he, the theme is always something involving time. Yes. He loves mm. understanding time. Yes. And challenging time. Oh my god. Whether it's slow, fast, in reverse, inside of itself, memento, going forwards and backwards. Yep. You see him forgetting things in in reverse. Inception, the deeper into the dream you go, the slower it gets. Yep. So they mess with time in there. Interstellar. The whole time dilation of being on certain planets that are closer to black holes. Dunkirk. It's a Dunkirk. giant. Dunkirk. It's giant three different clock. stories happening at the same time that are like over different like time periods. But the whole theme is like a ticking clock and, you, and like what happens when it goes yeah. down to zero. But you know the, the whole thing with Dunkirk is yes. there's three stories happening that you don't know. One is taking a week. One is taking a day. One is taking an hour. But they're showing you the stories at the same rate throughout the movie. And then oh. they all end at the same time. Tom Hardy's whole thing, the flight, the dog flight, is like an hour. But they also show the guys trying to survive on the beach and get on the boats and get away. And that Uh, takes like a week. Okay. And then they show the the old guy who's just in the fishing boat. And he's like, oh, they need us in Dunkirk. And that takes like a day. But they're showing you all three of these. They keep cutting back and forth. Because like story-wise, they all have a beginning, middle, and end. So they show you the beginnings. And then they show you the middles. And then they show you the end. But they're completely different time frames. But they all end at the same time. They all like Timed. lead up to the. Oh my god! But this one is just like, what if we reversed the entropy of <laughs> <Yeah>. objects <laughs> and used a nuclear bombs on and a blah, linear blah, blah. path of time? Yeah. So he loves playing with. He loves the concept of time. Yeah, that's really interesting. He loves it. It's that's his a favorite good, fucking thing. That's a good thing you pointed out. He's also starting to love nuclear bombs. <laughs> Oh my god, we have to... Alpenheimer is going to be amazing. I cannot fucking wait for Oppenheimer. <laughs> it's... My god. So, I saw, so, so my cousin sent me a gif of... Uh, I think it's like Mission Impossible 2 when uh, Tom Cruise is in like a military outfit and he's a jacket and he like leaves a room with a bunch of other officers and he flips the jacket inside out and it's like a leather jacket and he like takes his hat off and throws it in the trash and he has sunglasses under his hat and he like messes up his hair and takes off his mustache <laughs> and someone quoted uh, captioned it, me leaving Oppenheimer on my way to the Barbie theater. 
it's like he's wearing a military jacket. He takes it all off and flips his shades around. Um, yeah, Oppenheimer's going to be amazing. But there was a nuclear bomb in Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. There was nuclear bombs in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously Oppenheimer is about the nuclear bomb. Uh, Inception, it's not a nuclear bomb. It's the end of reality. Yeah. And the whole world crumbles. Yeah. Yep. Um, very cool. Cool stuff. Yeah, it's... it's. Yeah, I think he gets really high and thinks about time. <laughs> I think he almost seems like a James Cameron, where James Cameron just loves the fucking ocean. Yes. And then, like, all yes. of his movies just iterate. On, There's like, a theme of the hey, ocean. I learned something new about the ocean. I'm going to make a new best-selling blockbuster movie about it. <laughs> And generational blockbuster christopher nolan, <laughs> christopher nolan is like hey i'm gonna jerk off all the movie history hipsters in the world with my new thing about time and and nuclear bombs um yeah it was good it was really good i'm bummed i couldn't see it in theaters it's a movie that i could tell i wanted to see in imax like just with that music that oh, like thumping I'll, electronic i want to see um i think all christopher nolan movies need to be seen in movie in the movie theater yes especially oppenheimer if anybody has any interest in seeing it in oppenheimer and you're listening to this please see it in imax yes it was shot entirely on imax they invented new cameras so they could get never before seen footage of a real nuclear explosion <laughs> So they could put it on screen for this movie. You owe it to yourself to see it in IMAX. It's not going to be there forever. You got to do this. Oh, I'm so excited for Oppenheimer. It's going to be three hours long and it's rated R. (laughs) And it's a, it's a, it's a biopic about a sad scientist who made the nuclear bomb. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be a marathon. Yeah. Of an experience. Yep. Oh man, I can't wait. The cast for that is like scary stacked. It's <laughs> it's got most of Hollywood in it. I wonder if people I don't think anybody says no to him. No, he's at that point now. Right? He's Wes Anderson, Quentin Tarantino, Christopher Nolan, Martin Scorsese. Yeah, he's up there. It's like, hey, I'm making a movie and I picked you. Okay. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm a fan. This would be great. Yeah, Matt Damon's in it. Yep. That's Robert Downey Jr.'s in it. Ro- yeah, RDJ's Florence Pugh. In yep. Emily Blunt. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely stacked. Um, fucking the, the guy from, uh, the Rangers. Sean Avery? Sean Avery's in it. He's in Oppenheimer? Yeah. <laughs> I was going through with my dad and he goes, wait a second. Was that the guy who used to play for the Rangers? And I'm like, yeah, he's an actor. He was in like Godzilla. He was in, uh, he's been in other movies. I didn't know he was in uh tenant, but yeah, he's going to be an Oppenheimer. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to be an Oppenheimer. Good yes. for sh- good for Aves, right? Good for <laughs> he's, fucking Aves. He's in with Christopher Nolan. He's like on his, his short list. He's his... Uh, Holy shit. He's the Samuel L. Jackson to his Quentin Tarantino. Good for, the f- <laughs> good for fucking Aves, man. God damn. Used to screen goalies in the playoffs, and now he's... <laughs> now he's on the big screen. He's Oppenheimer and IMAX. Now he's being shot in IMAX. Oh, my God. Um... Yeah, I gotta watch a gotta watch a breakdown video of Tenet to explain it to me because I'm a dumb dumb. One and out of then, ten. One out of ten. Me right now. Seven. Ooh, I thought you would say eight. Yes, yeah, so I was thinking six or seven. Okay, seven. Because it's just it had really cool moments in it, but for a movie right now, it didn't do it for me. But I will also say, and I'm not expecting anything similar. And Glorious Bastards, when I first saw it, didn't do it for me. I was like, that was. You saw Glorious Bastards and it didn't do it for you. What I was do like, you mean, it I was like eighteen or something. 
Oh my god! My, Why did you say that? My pal, I was. It was in two thousand nine. No, I. It was in two thousand nine. When was Inglorious Bastards released? Two thousand nine. What's it say? Two thousand nine. <laughs> <laughs> 14 years ago that was 14 right yeah 14 years ago i was 16 <laughs> 16 when that movie came out i was in high school when inglorious bastards came out so yeah when i first saw it it didn't do it for me and then when i rewatched it on dvd i was like oh i get it now i think i probably did like read some reviews of it and like sometimes it makes me feel like a dum-dum but when people point out like what is good about it and why but like i couldn't appreciate that because i didn't know that that's what he was going for and then i could appreciate that he did that like there are certain things that he does in that movie that i'm like i completely get why that's amazing like the whole the rat scene on the farm with colonel hans landa and the milk farmers and stuff like that like that was very tense but I was like, okay. That's a master class. <laughs> it's a master class. But then master class. when I had someone explain, is like he switches to English because he knows that the Jewish family in the basement probably doesn't speak English, but he's not letting on to the farmer at all that that's why he's doing that. He's a genius. Like also, he's a genius. Also, under- the way he talks the farmer into it as far as he, he never, this is going to be a very dark analogy. Uh oh. He never shows how much he can step on your neck, but the boots always there. Mm. The boots on the neck, but there's no pressure the whole time until the end. Yeah, exactly. Right at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but like you feel it start to intensify. Yeah, but then, it, but then it's too late. Yeah, because it's, he's it's, very nonchalantly, suavely gathered enough information. I, yes, I forget who. I think Tarantino broke it down for people. I forget where I heard this, heard the breakdown. But yeah, I think it was Tarantino explaining it because they were going, "How did you do this?" And he just goes, "It's, it's, it's me never giving you relief." Yeah, <laughs> I wanted I wanted people to be I wanted to see how far I could take suspense, <laughs> and I made it last that long. And fifteen minutes. Each and every single moment, there's a shift. It's like a gear that turns and slowly tightens it. Yeah. So, for example, Jesus. when he asks to come into his house, he doesn't have to. He, you can see the medals on on his uniform. They could have this conversation in the yard. But he no, he could also inside. barge into the house. Oh, like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a power trip. But he gives this false sense of, oh, but I'm so polite. Yeah. This is your establishment. Would you mind if I tried some of your delicious milk? Yes. That's another gear. That's another <laughs> yeah. ratchet of just, hey, he's being very polite. But there's this air of he doesn't have to be. Yeah. And then he takes out his pipe, this the giant. Huge, comically huge pipe. Yeah. It's, but that's by design. It yeah. was supposed to show how rich and how much Successful power and success yeah. he has. And, it's and just, then he's explaining his mindset of like the, the how they're like rats and but not like squirrels. And he's like, would you show the same hostility to a squirrel? Yeah. And he like has that respect. But then he like that's the way he thinks. And he's like a hawk. And then he's like calmly explaining why he's so good at this. It's and then the farmer's like, oh shit. Gets, <laughs> and and that's that's the, the that's the beauty of it is that we feel what the farmer is feeling. Without realizing that we're in the farmer's shoes. Yeah. Because even though we're an observer, each small crank of tightening the the rope here is just, it's that masterclass display of the suspense. And it gets to the point 
where his face changes. Yeah. And he stops being super smiley and polite and Yeah, that scene when he is like neck turns. Yes, and he his smile drops. You are hiding enemies of the state. There it is. Not? Yep, that's that's and that's just the we're waiting for the pin drop and you see the farmer just like sweating and sweating choking. and crying yes <laughs> but also they oh. do that thing that like it's so interesting that you mentioned like the clicking of the the tightening of like suspense at a certain point when they keep talking and they keep talking the camera just goes down yes. and shows us like at first we're like hmm interesting is he hiding a jewish family is he not this is really tense and scary and then the camera goes down and they're covering their mouths so you can't even breathe and you're like oh my god <laughs> this is literally a matter of life and death <laughs> And then it comes back up, and then it keeps cranking and cranking. But when that camera goes down, it's like crank, 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 crank. Yep. Crank. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's it's so intense. And then it keeps going. It keeps going. And it then it's going. It it's keeps over. Going. His face is changes. Like you're hiding enemies of the state. Are you not? They're under your floorboards. Are you not? <laughs> and yes. then Point it's like out. that's like the boot on the neck. Yeah. It's like and you're trapped. It's yes. done. Game that's over. the boot on the neck putting pressure down. Finally. Yeah. Exactly. But it was always just on on top. Yeah. Just on the skin. And then it's slowly you feel weight. And then at that moment, it's the full pressure of just, I'm here to squash you. Yeah. And that's what that is. That's, and, oh. That whole movie is suspense. Yes. It's like a World War II suspense. action espionage movie, but it's just suspenseful scene after suspenseful scene. It's all about suspense. The, the bar scene, even the bear Jew scene. When he, when he, yeah, with he the goes, baseball bat. When he's, he's saying, point out, oh, no, no, no. I respect you. I do. I do. <laughs> Do you know of the bear Jew? Like, <laughs> the bear Jew. Cause, yeah, because even when he comes out, <laughs> yeah. he's hitting the, the wall, and that takes forever. You're like, and what the fuck is going to come zooms, out of that tunnel? <laughs> slowly zooms into the tunnel of darkness, and yeah. all you hear is the clanking get louder and louder and faster and yeah. faster and louder and faster, and the music swells, and then finally, here he comes. Yeah. Don Blaskowitz or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um... Jeez, and then there's the the scene with uh, Leah Sidhu and Hans Landa when they're getting lunch together, mm. and he doesn't know that that's her, but she very much knows that that's him. And he's getting the cream. Yep. Ah, wait for the creme. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the like the whole plan at the end when you're not sure if that's gonna go off the basement scene, which I, I is one of my favorite scenes in movies of all time when they're playing the the ga- the thing on the head and. They know that, uh, you know, Brad Pitt is upstairs and it's Michael Fassbender. I think that's his only scene, right? Like their plan is to meet up with him in the basement. So they go and they meet up with him. I think he has a scene earlier with like Mike Myers, right? Yes. When they send him on the mission. Yeah, they send him on the mission. And they meet up with him and it just does not go well. But it takes so long for it to blow up because they can't give up their covers. They have to try to play along as much as they can. Oh, my God. And then... uh, The scene at the end, when Hans Landa like catches them, catches Aldo Rain and uh, BJ Novak, uh, that's tense. And then at the end, end like the tension keeps flipping back and forth, but you're 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 never sure really what's gonna happen. And then at the end, my like favorite line from that movie is when Aldo Rain looks into the camera and he says, "You know what, Donnie? I think this just might be my masterpiece." That was Quentin Tarantino looking in the camera, telling us, that yeah. "I think this might be my masterpiece." Yeah, so it good. was a masterclass performance of suspense. Yeah, and I don't think there's a more suspenseful movie that. Well, let me rephrase that. I don't think there's a, a mainstream movie that does suspense that well. Yeah. Oh, so good. 
That's my favorite movie of all time. How, did you know that? Have I told you that? I think you've mentioned it before. But really, it's, that's your number one? It's so good. I have accidentally watched the whole thing a dozen times. I haven't watched it a dozen times. That's how many times I've watched it by accident. It's like, let me see that farm scene at the beginning. It's so good. Whoops, credits are rolling. <laughs> <laughs> And like, it's not one of those things where I'll put it on in the background and then like play video games. I am just staring at the TV for two and a half hours because it is so enthralling the entire time. I don't think I have a number one movie. And that's that's it for me. Actually, I'll lie. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll lie. I'll fix that. Actually, no, I don't know. I don't have a fucking number one movie. <laughs> I don't have a number one movie. Uh, um, Training Day. <laughs> Training Day is in my top five. Wow. Okay. In one of my top five. Wow. I did not know this. Training Day. Why do you think I've been hounding you? For over a year, you know what we should do? We should, between this episode and next, come up with our top five. Like, jot Ooh. them down privately. And then share our top five to each other on air. See if we've watched them. And if not, then that's our homework. I might have a movie for you that you have to go watch. Because <laughs> you always give me the homework assignments. Well, here's the difference. You give me movies. You give me things to watch that are hot now. And I'll tell you something that you've either never heard of or something that you've just never seen that's been out for a while. Yeah. Like, like fucking Twister or something. <laughs> <laughs> like the, like, like um, the Heart of They Fall. Yeah. yeah Not yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah. talking about that. And I was like, that's a good fucking movie. You're going to like it. It's a good movie. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, whatever. And then for whatever reason, I don't know what went through your head to make you. I'll be honest. I'm surprised you remember. I Because I love Westerns. Okay. And I, I told was you like, it was a Western. It was like a weekend and I had no plans and my fiance was off doing something. I was like, fuck, you know what I can fucking go for right now? A Western with really cool music. <laughs> and that is what I know this movie is. Yeah. Um, so, oh, my God. I love Westerns. That, I, that movie, um, Training Day. Yeah, that's a that's a like a early two thousands classic. Yeah, that for some reason you didn't see. Yeah, but that's awesome because now you got to see it in like full HD and not in a VHS. Exactly on um, BET Plus. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Tenet. Yeah. I was shocked you didn't see Tenet because you saw all the other Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah, and I just m- missed it because like it was early COVID that that came out. It was in yeah. twenty twenty, and Christopher Nolan was like, it has to be in the movie theater, and I do get that. That movie needed to come out in movie theaters, but I was pissed off that it was only in movie theaters. I'm like, I'm not fucking going to the movie theater right now. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I want... Do you know what I want to do for homework? Mm. Understand Interstellar's uh, physics. Dope. Yeah, let's do it. There are videos about that. And yeah, and and it's funny because not everybody knows. Yeah. They're just... So we think that they're just based off this theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based (laughs) on... Because he worked with like astrophysicists, yeah, 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 to make that happen. Um, yeah, just un- trying to understand gravity, time, dimensions, Love. linear. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention about Tenet, and then Christopher Nolan does this in all of his movies: the power of love. There's always the power of something human. The with Inception, it was forgiveness, right? Like uh, Leo needed to forgive himself for what happened and it wasn't his fault or something or blame or guilt or something like that. With Interstellar, it was the power of love. So a lot of these videos that you're going to watch, at least like the film theory videos, maybe not the astrophysicist theory, but it's 
the power of love is what draws Matthew McConaughey through and like gets him to his accomplishment and things like that. It like, wasn't gravity or science or whatever. It was his love for his daughter and to save his daughter and the human race and his daughter's love for him that helps her become get over it and become this amazing Scientist, astrophysicist that yeah. saves the world and stuff like that, which is really beautiful. And I did not pick up on that when I first watched the movie, but that's totally what that's about. And Tenet, there's this whole emphasis on this woman and her dumb son. <laughs> She's just like, th- there was literally a line where it was like, if he gets all nine of these, he's going to activate them and destroy the entire world. And she said, and that includes my son. It's like, no shit. That includes the Pope and the president. <laughs> and every teacher in the world. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. That's yeah, and your works. son who hasn't had a line. But we, but we see him in the background and uh, the the Russian guy uh, doesn't let him off the boat or something like that. Yeah, I was like, there's got to be some twist with the son. No, she's just obsessed with her dumb son. Long floppy hair. Get a haircut. Dumb son. Anyway, it was cool. That's a very nice gift. That I, that I watched both of those finally. I literally did it for you. I hope you know that. I was like, you know, it's his birthday week. I the, I gotta I gotta cross these off the I list. I hope it wasn't too hard on you. It was it was great. Although the time pressure of Tenet, I did watch most of it last night, and I watched some of it after work today before coming here. I oh, literally god. finished it like and got in the car and came here. Oh god, you didn't have to rush Tenet. Oh, I needed to watch it before okay. this uh, before this episode. Okay, I'm just so happy you also saw Training Day. That was that's just such an iconic movie. Yeah, of. Just epic proportions. I feel like I just it. understand film nor, n- more now. Like <laughs> literally, of like because probably it's so many things. The last twenty-two years of movies have been inspired by that. Now you've seen Sicario, right? Nope. <laughs> Neither of them, and I do want to. I haven't seen the second one. Yeah, I've only seen the first one. Yeah. Oh, you should watch Sicario. Sure. We got to, I think our homework for next one, I'm going to sign us up for a podcast episode, which I know is tough because we usually forget (laughs) that we said we were going to do this, but we need to make as best as we can our top five movie list. Now, is it going to be top five that we think critically is the top five or your top five favorite top five? Yeah. What is your number one favorite movie of all time? And that not don't, don't, don't tell me no. And then we'll make our, (laughs) we'll make our top five. I was really worried you were gonna, so I rushed that sentence out. wasn't ready, wasn't fully baked yet. Uh, and then I, I'll give you some wiggle room if you're like, I couldn't decide five, so like here's seven or whatever. And that way, maybe it'll give us more chances if there's one or two on there that I haven't seen. But if like you okay. give me your top five, it's probably all amazing movies that I've seen, except for Training Day, which I just saw. But I'll do the same thing. If we've seen them all, we'll just talk about them. And if not, then that'll be our homework for next time. We'll have homework to go watch these things, and we'll come back and talk about it then. Deal? Okay. Yes. It's hard. It's hard, but we can do it. That's. I don't know if we can do it. I guarantee it. I don't know if we can do it. Well. Well. We're going to do it. That's all the time we have. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for listening. If uh, if you liked us talking about Training Day and Tenet, uh, feel free to give us a, a review on your podcast app of choice. If you... <laughs> you know any fans who are fans of uh any friends who are fans of training day or tenant and they would enjoy this uh share this with them trying to grow a little bit and um we'll see you next week maybe we'll we'll talk a little bit more about interstellar and tenant but we're also going top to five, baby. top five top five baby see you next week
Dubas. Dubas. Kiel Dubas. Dubas. Kiel 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 Dubas. I want to dance with somebody. Do we sound good? I think we do. Let's try it. Ooh.